Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia. This is the breakfast show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning Lyle. Morning Mon. Lyle's going to be a bit of a confusing morning for us because we need to do a little bit of an introduction to the show, but we don't know when this is going to be broadcast because it's... This is a delayed broadcast introduction. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. Today is what, the 3rd of so September? So if you're listening to it, it's probably tomorrow. Yes, it, it might be the 4th of September. But uh, but you know what? Actually, you can just jump across to the live show. It's super easy. Go to faithfm.com.au. And faithfm. it stops us from getting confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faithfm.com.au is our website. You can live stream from there. Or you can download the TuneIn app and listen to us uh, there. Our name is FaithFM Australia. And uh, you can join the live show. But the, the reason it's going to be confusing is because it's the day after Father's Day. We want to talk about dads. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we do the weekend, but the further it gets from the weekend, the weirder. Because I'm thankful for, for my dad. You're thankful for your dad. Yes. I'm thankful for my boys in particular, who uh-huh. gave me just a, such an awesome Father's Day. Uh huh. And we're also thankful that we had a, a wonderful, a really wonderful uh, spring service at Maitland Church on the weekend. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and I'm actually going to post some of it because I took a, I took a little. It was video. so good. It was yeah. so good. Lots of people cried. Lots of people cried multiple times. Yeah, and I can't even figure that out because it's like if something good, why do you cry? Usually, you cry for things that <laughs> are like bad. When anyway, emotions peak, a, like yeah, people often cry. But I a, cried many just times. A dude thing, I guess. I cried during the uh, the, the father slideshow. People um, sent in photos of their dads. and They had a slideshow, and then uh, Dr. Soyn Easton, who is a, has a PhD in violin playing. She's uh, she's played here on um, on the show when she's been interviewed. Uh, she played a beautiful piece called My Tribute, and I'm going to put a, a do that up on our social media because I videotaped it and that brought me to tears. It was just amazing. So, yeah, th- it was a really good bless- blessing yeah. weekend. Yeah. And I made a new friend, Lyle, at church today, uh, on the weekend. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a, she's also a girl. She's around my, my age, which is rare because I usually find myself surrounded by millennials at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also single and she lives across the street. So, I've got new friends. That can't, you, aren't you a millennial, Mon? You I'm, tell me you're I'm a millennial. A I, I'm like, I don't think you're a millennial, but... Yeah, I think I get sort of stuck in the millennials because I'm still single. And so people go, well, if she's not married, she must be a millennial. Yeah. But I'm a you're, Zenial. You're a bit of a why. You're yeah, a bit of a why. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we have a great show coming up for you today. What have we got going on? We have Danny Melenkov who's going to come in and tell us about the program he's got oh, coming yes. up in Warrabrook. Yes. And that's just going to be amazing. We have a story. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stories. We've got a story about uh, cats being banned in New Zealand. We yep. have, mm-hmm. um, of course, the Catholic Church can't stay out of the news. Um, so I say some controversial again. things about yeah, them. Yeah, mine gets like super <laughs> controversial today. Any moment now, we're going to call phone call from the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. It's all coming up after this song.
was soft and kind when I was crying. Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I'd done wrong. Daddy's hands weren't always gentle, but I'd come to understand. There was always love in Daddy's hands. You're listening to Holly Dunn right there with Daddy's Hands and I hope that uh, you took the took the moment to say mm. a prayer of thanks for your father. Yeah. Uh, particularly for the, all those of us with good fathers and, uh, of course, we can be ultimately thankful to our Father in Heaven. Amen. And I, and I do think that, you know, we need to just be more grateful for our dads. We do. You're not just the one day and then we forget about, it, you know, the next day. I think yeah. we need to express gratitude a bit, a bit more often throughout the throughout the year, throughout our lives, so... Yeah, absolutely. Dads are such an important role in the family, and I, I, I honestly feel like we downplay it so much. And uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say like it's all just focus on the mother because the mother is very important too. But I think the um, I think we need to not ignore the importance of men in uh, in the family situation. Lyle, speaking yes. of men, mm. I have a who am I quiz mm. to get our brains kicked up and working Monday. on this Monday morning. Have mercy morning. on my brain. No, I'm not going to make this even easy. I think. Oh, this is I would say a moderate hard one. Uh, so it is a who am I, and as you've already guessed, I mean, I've already given away, it is a man. Uh, it's a Bible character, and the first clue is my wife's name is, oh, why did I pick this one? Elishaba. Elishaba? Elishaba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Eh, not yet. I know. Yeah, I, I, <coughs> yeah that's, that's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Elishaba. Okay. Elishaba. Yep. You don't know who it is, do you? No, I, <laughs> I, I, I have read this story. I know that name, Alicia Barr. It will come back to me. It's a nice name. But you've got about 10 minutes to get in ahead of yeah. uh, the second if clue. You can because tell I will me, get this. I know I'm going to get this on the second clue. If you can tell me who the answer is, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. If you can get it before Lyle, I will give you double prizes. And if your name is Alicia Barr as well, I'll give you three prizes. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Okay, so can I tell a really quick story about a dad? Yes, please. Well, this is not a great story. This is actually a really sad story. Oh, so Lyle. this is but it not illustrates the importance of good fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Was um, this guy Gregory Smith had a terrible father who beat him up and beat his siblings up and beat his mother up and uh, was an alcoholic and and uh, treated him really badly. Um, he was tossed out into an orphanage at the age of 10. He was abused in the uh, orphanage, uh, the St. Patrick's Orphanage. He was diagnosed as a sociopath um, and uh, you know, by, by the psychologist. He, was, he then became homeless in Woolloomooloo in Sydney uh, for a long time. He spent um, up until you know, he was about 41 years of age, he, he, he was just in and out of uh, jail and uh, eventually just walked out into the bush, just walked into the bush. And, and lived off lizards and grubs for somewhere he doesn't remember, but anywhere between uh, one to ten years. Wow! Just lived in the bush. Wow! And then, uh, yeah, one day he was just he was just uh, sitting there with a backpack full of um, every different kind of drug that you can think of, mm-hmm. and decided, you know what, I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And he went back to school and been to school since he was um, a kid. Yeah, uh, never finished his education. Went back to school. 
and uh, now has a PhD that he currently puts on the wall beside the certificate from the psychologist saying that he was a sociopath and um, wouldn't you know, amount to much, and, and had mm-hmm. a very low IQ and uh, um, you know was never going to go anywhere in life, you know, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, wow. he puts the two side by side on his wall. How about that? Yeah, it's a it's a very powerful story, a very powerful testimony, and it just tells you that um, you know. Yeah. We can turn our lives around. Absolutely, with the Just help of God, yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. That's astounding. I'm a little bit confused as to how he managed to find drugs out in the bush, but never mind. <laughs> that was after he came back in out of the bush. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. righto. Mm-hmm. Right. That's incredible. And it's it's so yeah, – it's really a testament to how much, you know, we need to take care of our kids because it's when they're young that we set them and, on a course. <clears throat> you know, he, he, he began to realise over a very long period of time – he's now a university professor mm-hmm. – um, over a very long period of time, he began to realize that he wasn't um, he wasn't a fool. He wasn't an idiot. He mm-hmm. actually was a very intelligent person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that uh, all of the, the damage that had been done. So, yeah, a lot of responsibility on dads right there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, praise God for good dads. I've got, I got an amazing dad. Yeah, you do. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. We both do. Well, Lyle, let me tell you. <clears throat> I actually want to ask you a question about this. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a story. It is a good news story, but it's also a bit of a, a curly one um, involving uh, Muslims and Hindus. Mm-hmm. And so I have a bit of a question about how much leeway you'd give to a different religion. Um, you know, in the whole issue of stumbling blocks. Ah, religious liberty issue. No, not so much religious liberty. Because I've got a religious liberty issue coming up. Oh, good. Well, maybe we'll marry the two stories together. Okay, so uh, Muslims in a town, they adopted a sacred Hindu tenant so they wouldn't hurt the feelings of their religious neighbours. Okay, start that again. They... There's Muslims in this town, yep. right? I'll, I'll just tell you the story. So, um, you know, and, and people might think it's difficult for these for any two separate faiths to coexist peacefully, especially Hindus and Muslims. Um, but there's a Pakistani province, and they've actually used food, food to mm-hmm. go above and beyond the concept of respecting their neighbours. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, um, you know, if you, usually when you when you share food together, it's you know it brings people together. But in this case, it's the act of not eating. Uh, which keeps the Whoa. yeah yeah keeps the the Hindu <coughs> Hindu majority and Muslim minority in the uh, East Pakistan province in, in a very peaceful state. Um, so as you can imagine, I am talking about cows because cows are sacred to Hindus, uh-huh. and uh, and after generations of living together, their Muslim neighbors have stopped eating cows as a means of respecting their Hindu community members. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so despite the fact even that cows are much less expensive to buy, uh, the, the Muslims of this region, this district, is called Tharpakar uh, District. They actually spend uh, their holiday um, of Al-Adha, which is a ceremony, they, and they even even then they won't eat the cows. They'll eat goats mm-hmm. instead so they won't hurt Hindu feelings. Um, and, you know, this gesture, it's not based on necessity either. Like, unlike the neighbouring country of India where there's no law that prevents people from eating cow meat. So Yeah, Pakistan has no law against them. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they interviewed a couple of residents and they said, you know, I have a social obligation to take care of the sentiments of my Hindu friends. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, express, that's fantastic. Expression that of is, that responsibility. is what we need to have in yeah. our world. That is, that is the attitude that we need to have. A social obligation to take care of the sentiments of my Hindu friends. Mm. And, uh, and this mutual respect, it's been like a catalyst for a very harmonious state of affairs for the entire mixed um, faith community. They attend each other's weddings, religious okay, festivals, how do you, how rain ceremonies. That, how far do you take that then, Mon? Exactly. Do we exactly. bring that to Australia and say, hey, we've got you know 300,000 uh-huh. Muslims living in Australia, so let's stop eating. Sorry. 
are 300,000 Hindus living in Australia. Let's stop eating cows. Well, look, think about it this way, Lyle. So we don't offend them. If we did this for every religion, we couldn't eat cows, pigs, garlic, onion. Um, I'd struggle. Well, who doesn't eat garlic? Uh, oh, is it onion or just garlic? I can't remember. One, like, I think it's – is it the Buddhists that don't eat onion and garlic? Or something that grows in the ground. Or hey, you're gonna have to give us a call. Um, yeah, let the, us know. There's a restaurant in uh, down in Sydney in Newtown where they nothing's got garlic and onion in it because they. I'd struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like how how far do you take this this social obligation? Because okay, then we could is, like we could is, abuse this. Yeah. You might, oh, do you know what? You're yeah. offending me by doing that. So please stop doing it. And then that's where the problem comes yeah. in. You mm-hmm. just nailed the problem right there. I do. When 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 somebody comes and says you're offending me by doing this, then that's the that's the problem. Mm-hmm. When I, as an individual, recognize that, hey, this is going to create greater harmony with my neighbors, then that's the attitude which is a good attitude. You know, that's the attitude that mm-hmm. we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when somebody comes along and says, oh, you shouldn't be eating cows because you're going to offend me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so here in Australia where we have a culture of eating cows, then um, then, then that that's what that's what creates division. Okay, true. Um, but what if like, we could take it upon ourselves to be a little bit over the top with this? Though, with the, no, yeah, that's right. People don't necessarily okay, have to say issue. you're offending me. Here's the me. issue. Here's the mm. issue. You're dealing. You're not dealing with you know Australian culture here, where everybody sort of ha- you know has this whole attitude of just let everybody do what they you know according to their own conscience. Mm-hmm. You know that's the that's the general Aussie culture is just yeah. live by your own conscience. Don't bother me. Don't bother you. Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're talking about Pakistan. Yeah. This is a country that is deeply divided religiously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a country that goes to war over religion. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a country that has a major problem with this. So it's a bit more And important. so what this is what this is doing is this is a minority group saying, "Okay, we don't need to exercise our religious liberty right here. We can do something to to de-escalate the, uh, the the warfare you know yeah and, that's and, a good point that we're saying so this is a this is a very different context than what you have here in uh-huh. Australia yeah because if you were to tell me that I couldn't eat bread anymore because I might be offending some gluten free people I, I, I've got to tell you Lyle yeah I wouldn't stop I'm probably gonna be buried no. with a loaf of bread so I'm sorry gluten free people but <laughs> unless we started a war over gluten and then maybe I'll be like yeah it, this it, is not it such a big issue anymore you know of, people yeah. are dying over this it's not a big issue yeah. I can live without gluten if people are going to go to war over it yeah. I mean, and people can choose to I not could be even, offended. I could, I could even live without garlic. It would be hard. <laughs> but I think it goes two ways. I think people can choose to not be offended over something. Of but course. Offense is a choice. Yeah. And i got to tell you. If you're you, offended, some people come to me and they're like, oh, I was offended by what you said. And I was like, well, that was your, your decision. Yeah. That was your choice, not mine. Well, I've got to tell you, irrespective of which way this goes, in this community, the reported crime rate is almost 0%. So, yeah, it might be a thing in it after all. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses The voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses And He walks with me And He talks with me And He tells me I am His own and the joy that we share as we tarry there Nobody else has ever known He speaks and the sound of His voice All the birds hush their singing And the melody 
that he gave to me is in my heart. Just a ring, a ring, a ring, a ring, a ring, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy that we share as we tarry there, nobody else has ever known. Listening to Daniel Martin Moore with a rather lively version of In the Garden. Right I there. literally thought you said la la da. <laughs> <laughs> a rather lively version. That's what I heard. <laughs> There's Monday in my. How, how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get my tongue going. Again. Another quiz, real quick. Okay, next clue. Who am I? Eliezer and Ithamar are two of my sons. You're still blank, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm just, just, just like You're it's so my convinced you'd have it. I got it at my fingertips and it's not coming anyway. Okay, so uh, O'Maui in New Zealand is looking to be the first local council um, in New Zealand to, to ban cats as a part of a pilot program to Ooh. ban them nationwide. Wow. Mm. They're just going like, to slowly wipe them out. It's the proposal so far. So like in 25 years, there'll be no more cats. All, all cats just have to be neutered and you can't replace them. That's amazing. Yeah, so this is an environmental uh, issue with, uh, you know, we talk about purely New Zealand and then New Zealand is purely full of cats uh-huh. with uh, 1.5 cats per person. Whoa. And it's just wreaking havoc on their yeah. Uh, environment. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just be. like we need to do something about it. But um, Good on them. Yeah, so that was a, an interesting little story on the I side I wonder note, how but, many um, cat ladies are going to be moving out of New Zealand yeah. <laughs> claiming like immigrant status because there's no cats allowed anymore. <laughs> I've been personally victimized. Anyway, moving to Nebraska where the Roman Catholic Church and I just get frustrated by this because it's I could do a story on this every single day. Uh-huh. And I try not to because it's just always in the news. Uh-huh. Um um diocese in Roman Catholic Church diocese in Nebraska is under lots of pressure right now. Um this was a diocese that refused um to you know, for, for not reporting child abuse allegations. And so after the 2002 Boston scandal, mm-hmm. um, there were a number of key reforms that were brought in and this particular diocese refused to adopt any of those reforms because they stated that they were a pointless endeavour that assumed wrongdoing by the diocese and its priests. How can you just say? So one of those reforms, of course, was a yearly audit of how they had dealt with child sex abuse and they've just said well we don't have this problem in our diocese and to do a yearly report would be an admission that we do have a problem 
No, and of wouldn't. course, every diocese has a problem. Every church has this problem. Uh huh. That's the Roman right. Catholic Church has it way worse than anybody else that's because right. they're the ones that are constantly in the news. We know that, and we've looked at some of the reasons why. And in fact, our royal commission revealed the reasons why. And the Catholic Church over the weekend refused to adopt the principles put the, the recommendations put forward by our royal commission oh, in relationship disgusting. to the confessional in relationship to the celibacy of the priests. We shouldn't kick the Catholic Church out of the country. No, we shouldn't do that because yeah. Do you know what they we should if they can't comply with Australian law. And if they're not interested, like you just said, if they reckon that child safety is not important enough and it should be of utmost importance, we should be doing everything we can to, to, to ensure our kids are safe from predators. And if they're not interested in jumping on that bad wagon, then we need to ask them respectfully to leave. And I would say that for any institution, religious or otherwise, if you're not interested in protecting kids, get out. I'm not going to take it back. That's <laughs> a strong statement. I'm not taking one. it back. Okay, but where does religious liberty come into that? Because God gives every one of us freedom of conscience. What does that got to do with anything? Well, we 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 don't we won't you know. There's lots of things that where we disagree with, say, um, Buddhists or Hindus or Muslims. We don't kick them out of the country because we have theological disagreements with them. Molesting and, a child is not and religious. The Roman, the, the Roman Catholic Church says that the confessional. And the celibacy of the priesthood is a theological issue. It's an issue of conscience. And they are standing up and claiming that this is a religious liberty issue and that if we outlaw the, the – we make mandatory reporting for priests in the confessional, then that's a religious liberty issue. They can do what they want with their, with their confession and that kind of thing, but molesting a child is not a religious issue. It's a sex crime. Okay, but what about the confessional? Is that a religious liberty issue? Should we make priests mandatory reporters like every other minister, pastor, human. teacher, clergy, human in Australia? Yeah. We absolutely should. It shouldn't, but shouldn't, it shouldn't we, be a question. Should, shouldn't we extend to them religious liberty no. that they can live by their conscience and their interpretation of the Bible to maintain? Well, but uh, if we're going to say that, then we're going to say um, we're going to say stuff like, "Do you know what? It's my interpretation of the Bible that stealing is allowed, and I would like to steal some cars, and then I'd like to be excused because it's my religious liberty." You see where we go with that? Oh, absolutely. And this is the important point because I've been having this discussion on social media over the weekend, mm-hmm. and. People have been accusing me of, because I've been saying, no, we need to make priests mandatory reporters like everybody else. Yeah. Like, like this is a human thing. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is just, uh-huh. you know, this is humanity right here. And they've been like, well, you know, this is a matter of conscience for the Roman Catholic Church. And if we make laws against their conscience, then what happens if somebody makes laws against our conscience and says, okay, you can't worship on Saturday? You know, that's something that's important for us mm-hmm. as Adventists. Mm-hmm. I just, uh. I'm I'm so disgusted I can't even talk right now. <laughs> I'm so upset about this. I, I mean, because in one breath you want to say they need to toe the line with the law, but in the other breath you know what's coming down the line. You know, okay. Well, let me let me share you. We're all in a pickle. Okay, let me let me share with you what the the issue is right here. Go on. Religious liberty applies to your first four commandments. Uh-huh. There should never ever be any law anywhere, whatsoever. That applies to the first four commandments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the last six. That's good. Yep. Because when it comes to thou shalt not steal, mm-hmm. thou shalt not kill, mm-hmm. thou shalt not lie, mm-hmm. these laws are laws dealing with criminal behaviour, and religious liberty has never been an excuse for criminal behaviour anywhere, and ever. The, and the Bible says, and I'm should- sorry, but 
I'm taking a uh, taking a person into uh, taking a child, mm-hmm. a man taking a child aside into a room, you know, by themselves and talking to them about their sex life and you know their parents' sex life, whatever else. Mm-hmm. When they're being forced to be that's celibate, criminal, that's criminal behaviour. Yeah, yeah. End of story. It's predatory behaviour. It's predatory behaviour. Yeah, and it should be outlawed. Uh, there should not be exceptions on this one. Every person should, you know, we, we need to stand up for protection of our children here in mm-hmm, this country. Mm-hmm. And 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 if they don't want to, if they don't want to, you know, get in line with that, then I do think they need to either be penalised, you know, or put in jail or, or asked to leave the country. Okay, so we've got Chloe on the line and Chloe ha- wants to have a crack at the quiz and Ooh, see if she Chloe. can get it before me. Chloe, welcome to the show. I'm crossing all my fingers. Oh, Chloe, it's you. Yes. Okay, Chloe, who do you reckon the answer is? Is there answer Aaron? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm so happy, Chloe. It's the second time you've got the quiz right before Lyle got it right. Oh, this is great news. I'm going to send you two prizes again, Chloe. Congratulations. This girl knows more about the Bible than I do. Congratulations, Chloe. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. And have fun at school, Chloe. I'm sure you're kicking butt in that Bible class. Okay. That is um such... Yes, I know. I will never live it down. But anyway. <laughs> that is so shameful. A nine-year-old girl kicked your butt twice. Yes, man. We don't need Lyle to Lyle looks like in. he's about spitting chips <laughs> next to me. <laughs> no, I'm just, super, I'm just super proud of Chloe. She's yeah, an awesome she's kid. Yeah, I, I, I've never met this I've never met this girl, but uh, praise God that we have Chloe's in our world. Yes. And uh, there's something for all of uh, all of the young girls out there to aspire mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm, indeed. Okay, so Paul, Paul McCartney claims that he saw God. What? Mm-hmm, while hallucinating on DMT. What is DMT? It's a drug. Um, oh. uh, 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 um, it sounds like a fertilizer. Yeah, no, it's not a fertilizer. It's a it's a um, pesticide. Hallucinogenic drug. It's a yeah psychedelic drug. That was the word. Was, I was this recently for. or back in his heyday? Back in the day. And he, and he also saw his wife, who came back from the dead. As a white squirrel out in the paddock one time. Why are you telling me this? Well, I think that this is important in a kind of... Well, maybe it's not important, but um, it's important to be able to differentiate between God and yeah. the devil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And God doesn't work through you know, drugs, drugs and mm-hmm. God doesn't have your dead loved ones go wandering around as a white squirrel. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, the Bible's really clear on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not doubting Paul McCartney's experience. And I'm not doubting in any way, you know, how he felt about that experience. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say that if you have experiences like this, there is an experience that you can have with God that is just so much deeper and more meaningful mm-hmm. than a vision that you have while on, uh, while hallucinating on, you know, and uh, uh, having an out of body experience on mind altering drugs or mm-hmm. by seeing a white squirrel. Yeah, it is so much bigger and yeah. deeper and more real exactly that you can have uh, with God and I'd encourage everybody to you know turn to the Bible because that's where you'll discover Jesus mm-hmm. and you will get to know him and he can become you know your totally best friend yeah people uh, who take drugs in order to reach some sort of spiritual um, you know existence or state or experience are really missing out yeah yeah, yeah. and the devil just wants to destroy your life that's all it comes down to this is Chelsea Moon
Guys, uh, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88 right across Australia. That was Chelsea Moon with Come Thou Fount here on Faith FM. And before we get into our interview for the day, we do not have, we a quiz. Don't have another quiz because Chloe has snapped another. Chloe just... <laughs> uh, Danny, welcome to the show. <laughs> See how he moved on? See how he moved on? He just skipped over the fact that a nine-year-old girl got the quiz before he did. <laughs> For the second time, incidentally, Danny, just FYI. And, uh, and Chloe, yeah, who, was, who was the husband of Elisha Bar, Danny? 
Um, ah, see, um, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm at the other end of the t- I don't feel so bad. Well, now. Chloe, we are sending you a uh, Steps to Christ coloring in book for kids. You're gonna love that one, as well as a um, a CD from. Who am I sitting at? A Carly Fletcher album. And I should mention together. that Chloe said that this time around, yes. she's going to give it to a little sister. Yes, good on her. I wonder her. whether a little sister is just as good at answering uh, Bible quiz questions as Chloe is. Well, either which way, it's a very sweet gesture. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Danny, welcome to the show. Um, you've been on the show before, and we are glad to have you back again. Thank you. Good to be here, Lyle. Now, Danny, we've been talking to David Stojic. And uh, he does his regular program here on emotional health. He tells us that you're going to be doing a program on hope uh, in his church. And so we thought, you know what? We're just going to get Danny on here to tell us all about this program. So uh, wh- where, where do we start with, uh, with the program? It's called Discover Hope. What, what actually inspired you to put, a, put this particular program together, Danny? Okay. Um, well, I've been running this program for about 18 months now, Discover yep. Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've talked to different people, traveled here and there, um, I've discovered that there's one common theme um, that everyone has, and that is everyone's seeking for hope. Everyone's seeking for meaning, purpose. Um, life's pretty tough wherever you live, whether it's Australia or Africa or, or somewhere in between. And um, and it makes all the difference when you have hope, when you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, when there's something to look forward to, when there's something greater than who you are and that what surrounds you. And so this series, Discover Hope, is about connecting people with the ultimate hope um, that will make a difference in every aspect of their lives, relationships, their health, um, their finances and just their peace of mind and, and how they how they navigate through the you know through the bumps and the bruises of, of everyday life okay so you talked about connecting with a greater a higher power are you didn't get more specific than uh, just a, a greater higher power uh, we were talking about uh, in the new segment here a minute ago about Paul McCartney who uh, claims that he saw God and became a believer in a higher power while he was taking uh, DMT which is a, a hallucinogenic uh, drug. Are we going to become more more specific than just a higher power or is it just a higher power? Well, I believe um, that higher power is God, um, Absolutely. The, the, the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll be doing is we'll be exploring how the one who created us at the beginning of time, uh, the one who created us according to the Bible in his own image, has a plan for each and every person. And uh, once we discover what God's plan is for us, uh, not just in the here and now, but also for eternity, that just gives us an incredible sense of hope Um and not just for ourselves, but then we're able to radiate that to those around us. And so, yeah, life's really worth living when you when you discover the hope that you were designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes all the difference in the world. So, yeah, so we're going to be going to, to the Bible. Uh, we're going to be discovering, yeah, the hope, um, the meaning and the purpose that God has for each and every person. Um, discovering that abundant life. That's basically what we're going to yeah, be looking absolutely, at. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus talked about the abundant life. You can have that in the here and now as well as um, forever. And so we're going to be unpacking that um, little by little. What is it that has been eroding our hope in Western society? We, we, we see the symptoms of it because, you know, suicide has become the, uh, you know, the biggest killer amongst young people um, in Western society and is a pandemic that is on the rise and has been on the rise for the last 20 years or so. What is it that has been eroding our hope? 
Well, I think it's probably a number of things, but one of the one of the key issues is uh, balance in life. Um, uh, I haven't been around for a long, long time—not even fifty years—but I'm getting getting there very, very fast. <laughs> the last few years, I think the clock has sped up. But um, you've been around longer than me, haven't you, Danny? Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, now I've just I got, got, I got four years to go to make it to that fifty mark. How oh, many have you got? To I've go? got less than that. Ah, see, <laughs> one. <laughs> less uh, one less makes, so me, makes, me, makes me feel better it does so this old guy on the other end of the desk came on <laughs> he's, he's oh, really old he's really really <laughs> old um yeah so uh, so i find that um folk are really struggling um with balance um yeah. today today life is just hectic i mm-hmm. mean i remember growing up um in melbourne Mm-hmm. in Footscray yep. there in the western suburbs and um, yeah life was very uh, very simple compared to what it is today it wasn't as complex my dad you know they both came over from Macedonia my parents I was born shortly after uh, my dad worked in a factory my mum looked after me and my two young sisters they bought a house for <laughs> next to nothing compared to, to, <laughs> yeah, compared to these. Yeah. They paid it off in seven in, in about seven eight years. Yep. My mum was at my mum was able to stay home while my dad worked in the factory. They paid off the house. You can't do that today. No, you can't. I mean, today if you're living in Sydney or you're <laughs> living anywhere on the central coast here, Newcastle, you know, two people have to work mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives to pay off one mortgage. Yeah. Um, there's stress. There's 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 so many stresses. So I think uh, people are really struggling with balance so in this program we're going to be taking a look at um, the the four key aspects of health mm-hmm. which are the physical uh, the mental slash emotional uh, the spiritual and the social and we're going to discover that God in his word enables us to have balance in those four all important areas and when we have that balance then we have that peace then we have that hope and then we have that meaning and then we have that direction and, and voila you know we are on the road to to enjoying that abundant life that Jesus talked about in the best possible way in the here and now, um, as well as sharing that with others. And the more you share of that hope with others, the more hope you experience yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just a, a wonderful cycle heading heading in the right direction. Whereas, yeah, today I find that most a lot of people, not most people, but well, it could be most people, um, but certainly a lot of people today are struggling with their relationships, struggling in their health, uh, struggling in so many different areas. And, um, and I just believe that they don't have those key ingredients that God gave to us right at the beginning of time, 6,000 mm-hmm. years ago. So if you're struggling today, uh, with you know health relationships whatever it is and it feels like you're just sort of you know pushing through you know where, where the life feels like you're pushing through thick soup or something or other and it's just you're just not moving freely then this is a great seminar for you to come to because this will truly show you the way that you can find freedom and hope and joy and uh, and and truly experience life to the full now I noticed that your first subject in this series is called um, on the 8th of September, so that's not too long away now. When is that? That's, that's this, this Saturday That's this Saturday up. coming. Saturday. Oh, okay, this, this Saturday, Saturday coming. This Saturday, yep. And this will be at 10 a.m. in the morning. That's right. Uh, is called Optimizing Your Health. 
Give us a bit of a teaser. What are you going to be talking about okay. with optimizing your Okay. Health? In a nutshell, we're going to be uh, taking a look at, um, as I pointed out, those four key aspects of health yep. um, that are integral to, to holistic health and well-being. And we're going to be going to uh, the blue zones. Uh, some people oh, are familiar cool. with the blue yeah, zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue zones. Uh, I love the blue zones because as Seventh-day Adventists, we have our own blue zone. That's right. That's right. They're in Loma Linda, California, yes. uh, not far from LA. Well, that's where the research was done. But worldwide, we live yeah. 10 years longer than everybody Worldwide, yes. So we're going to be taking a look at um, uh, the secrets to these uh, five blue zones that have been discovered in the world, yep. how, how people live not only the longest, but more importantly, how they live the healthiest and, the um, and, and, and happiest and yeah. they've got the best possible quality of health. And we're going to discover that really um, there's no there, that, that, that's not some new street secret that's been discovered. <laughs> now, we're, going to, we're going to discover that these secrets have been in the scriptures. Yes. Um, um, ever, ever ever since they were written by Moses. I've um, lived 10 years longer than everybody else simply because we follow what the Bible says, which is, you know, uh, three and a half thousand years old. Uh, but it's not about how, how much longer you live, but it's the quality of yeah. life. Mm, it's the quality right. of your relationships. And, um, and that's what we're going to be really examining. So uh, I believe that those that come along to this seminar, and I'm really hoping and praying that each and every person will will take time out. Uh, this, is, this is something that will potentially transform your life in a major way every aspect of your life just the way you deal with life yeah. in general it's 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 a the people that have come along to these programs in the past they've been so blessed i've had a lot of people say to me wow you know why aren't more people here you know uh People need to know about this. They need to have an opportunity to come. And I'm like, well, uh, we give the opportunity. We send the advertising out. But I guess people don't really know how good this is until yeah, they actually right. hear it. That's, that, and that's the thing. And, and, and I'd say this, you know, Danny's one of the most effective communicators that I've ever um, sat down and had the privilege of listening to. And if you're in the Newcastle area, if you're in the Hunter, uh, Port Stephens area, Central Coast, uh, make it a priority to come along to this particular program. So it starts um, 8th of September. 10 in the morning, um, and it is, where's the location um, here? It's at the Warrabrook. Warrabrook Community Centre. Community Centre, yep. And we're going to put up these details on our social yes. media along with the address. So 6 Angafora Drive, um, Warrabrook, and uh, there's a phone number here, 0412 851 Three one zero to call for more details, and you can come and hear That's right. uh, Danny's presentations. Okay, so you've finished that presentation. What have we got? Another fifteen okay. minute break or half yeah, hour break? Yeah, yeah, we got we got about fifteen minute break. Some refreshments. Um, yeah, stretch your legs. Some refreshments. And time so to on give and Danny a hard time and ask yeah, him hard exactly, questions. Exactly, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And um, and I think there will be a time for Q and A okay. the program. Yeah, I love I love Q and A. Oh, good. Uh, I I'm love Q and A. I'm going to come for Q and A. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll come with some curly ones. And I'm sure. Gonna, I'm not going to answer Lyle's ones. <laughs> I know his handwriting. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to see my hand go up in the middle of the presentations like, ah, uh, Danny, um, can <laughs> you explain? <laughs> I'll be like, security, can someone take this guy out? Um, now, what we're going to be doing is after the 15-minute break, we're going to be um, taking a look at one of the most amazing archaeological discoveries of our time oh. um, that, that clearly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, now um, shows... Uh, the trustworthiness of the scriptures. Um, right. So yeah. you're pre- you're presenting the Bible as a source of hope. Now you're presenting the credibility 
That's that, right. That 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 hope is based on. So it's not just an airy fairy thing. It's not just a spiritual book of of nice uh, sayings. This is actually an authentic document. That's that's what you're looking at. That's right. We're, yeah, we'll be looking at that. We'll be looking at how we can put our faith and trust in the Bible. That this uh, this document is credible. It can be taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. There's evidence, um, hard evidence, to show that it was written a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a look at some of the one of the key prophecies. Um, in the Bible relating to, to, to the one who said, I am the life. Um, and I will give you that abundant life, and mm-hmm. that is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll be looking at in that second presentation. And this is the this is the great thing that I love about Christianity is it's not just a philosophy. It's no. based on facts. It's based on reality. This is not, you know, the, the king's new clothes that, uh, you know, just don't exist. This is a, this, we're actually dealing with reality here. That's right. We'll be looking at hard evidence um, that, that, that supports the, the genuineness of, of, of the Bible. Okay, so that's September 8th. Now, you've got a number of other presentations that's here. That's right. There's three more weekends or three more Saturday mornings yep. um, that will follow from on the 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Um, on, the 15th, um, on the 15th, we... We, we go a little bit further and we discover how we can have that that healing that only God can bring, mm-hmm. um, that wonderful healing that only He can bring through Jesus Christ and His wonderful sacrifice. And, I like and the title, what that all Selflessness, entailed. the Ultimate Payoff. Yes. Then you got peace of mind for what's ahead? Peace of mind for what's ahead. We're going to be taking a look at what I what I what I refer to as the creme de la creme of, of Bible prophecy. Oh, cool! In the book of Daniel, yep. that um, yeah outlined the history of the world uh-huh. uh, from two and a half thousand years ago all the way through to today and beyond. So that Fantastic. is a phenomenal prophecy that has um, brought more atheists and more agnostics and more non-believers or skeptics in the Bible to a to a to a believing relationship, not only in the Bible but in the in the God of the Bible, than any other prophecy. So yeah. this is kind of like the the diamond of all Bible prophecy that gives us great hope. Once again, it finishes off with incredible hope. So yeah, that's fantastic. Then, of course, on uh, September twenty second of September, why is there so much pain and suffering? Mm-hmm. Solving the mystery of death. Uh, we move on to the 29th of September, Rest and Recovery and New Beginnings. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a wonderful series and um, and we're just going to go step by step and, and the blessings will just flow. They'll Absolutely. just flow and overflow. This is going to be fantastic, guys. Don't miss out on it. It's a one-off opportunity, Warrabrook Community Centre, 6 Angafora Drive, New South Wales. Uh, so if you're in the Hunter, Port Stephens, Central Coast, Newcastle area, then make sure that you get along and hear what Danny's got to say. You can call on 0412-851-310 and we will have those details up on our social media. But right now we're going to move on with Matthew Cole and you and your crown.
the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah, but is God for real? Mm, yeah. No, I know you believe in God, but is he actually real to you or do you feel that something is still missing? Sometimes. If you still have questions about God and life, then why don't you come to the Is God For Real series? Sure, where is it? It's at the Gosford Adventist Church. Begins 7pm Friday, September 7. You can get more information at isgodforreal.com.au. Sweet.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.